They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. I am here once again with my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punakana, C.K. Joe Rodermill. You love it. Not just Mr. Sexy Punakana, Mr. Sexy Punakana, then, now, and forever. It's all potassium. <laughs> and what we'll potassium will do with you? Potassium does wonders. If you're listening outside of three people, you have no idea what we're talking about. I am also here with... Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. We also refer to him as the voice that runs the place, as the European champion hailing from Bangor, Maine. Still nothing. Those people, I think I think we're in a real blood feud with Bangor, Maine now. The <laughs> whole know, state, really. I know some people. I got some hookups. Look at their comeuppance. Yeah, well, I don't know. You know what? I'll save it for later. Does it Maybe count I'll save it for the close. There was something count- I was going to say. I'll save it for later. Does okay. it count if I move to Bangor, Maine for a couple months? Yes. It counts. Does that yeah. count? Yes. Um, so this is Matt Madness. We also have uh, my first ever appearance on Falls Count Anywhere, episode 10. I'm sorry, volume 10, with Derek McCauley, Russ D'Agostino, and Zach Harmon. We also have a new episode of The Perfect Edge coming out on Monday. Myself, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. We had an interview with an independent wrestler by the name of Vanity. So check that out on Monday. I guess the biggest story in WWE this week, we're coming out of Extreme Rules. Everyone knows my favorite pay-per-view on the calendar. Alo, <laughs> uh, you want to run down our, our rating system for, for the listeners? Yeah, if it's a horrible show, it's a job. If it falls somewhere in the middle, it's a slobber knocker. If it's a fantastic show, it's a showstopper. And then if it's really bad, it's a Trump. It's yeah. Trump. <laughs> We've only used that once, I think. I forget what show it was. Fastlane. Fastlane, <laughs> okay. When Bill won the title. Yeah, oh, yes. You know what? You're right. That's the perfect one. Uh, Ayla, what's your, what's your rating for Extreme Rules? Well, as you know, when I'm with you guys, i got to rewatch it. So, uh-huh. um, I thought the matches delivered. It was, there was six matches on the card. The first half, it wasn't bad, but I think, I think the last three matches with the tag titles and the Cruiserweight title and the Fatal Five with the Cruiserweight title match was my match of the night. Mm-hmm. But um, I think everything was pretty solid, so I'll give it a, a high slobber because I really did enjoy it. Even with the whole Miz and Dean Ambrose thing, the antics in that match I thought was great. Yeah. And Neville, like there was some booking problems, like the women's title match. That was a disaster. We'll yeah. get to that later. <laughs> and, Do we have to? Yeah, <laughs> just because it's Alexa Bliss. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll give it a, a high slot. I did enjoy. I did enjoy, it, and I, I did cry when the Hardys lost. <laughs> but I digress. How many uh, jammers have you drank since since that defeat? Drinking my sorrow. He wasn't jamming. <laughs> Joey, rating for, for Extreme Rules? I mean, I thought it was a pretty solid pay-per-view. Um, a couple matches were all really short compared to what I thought they would be. And, I mean, pay-per-view essentially ended early because of it. Yeah. But uh, outside of that, I thought it was a, uh, I'd give it a slobber knocker. I'm going to go slobber knocker as well. I did enjoy the show. I thought the matches were good. I, I still think, in a lot of cases, this, I almost feel like the stipulations got in the way of some of these matches. Yeah. And I really think if we're not going to actually be extreme, just do away with the Extreme Rules moniker. Call it something else. Just a pet peeve of mine, but just the way it is. I don't like it. Just uh, the way it is. Things will never be the same. No, they won't. Uh, Fatal Five-Way Extreme Rules match. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe. I had no doubt as of our recording last week, last Wednesday that Finn Balor was going to win. Ayla, did you pick Balor as well? I did. 
Joey, which way did you think it was going to go? I didn't think it was going to go Finn Balor, but I was definitely surprised by the way it ended in, in general. So you did not see Samoa Joe? I didn't think that was going to be the matchup they were going to go through. I, I was feeling like Roman Reigns was going to be the kind of guy they're going to shove down your throat some more. Okay, actually, I think I may have predicted Roman Reigns last week. No, but you I don't said really Finn I did say Finn, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Alo, your thoughts on Samoa Joe being the new number one contender? For the, the uh, non-existent <laughs> title on the Raw brand? The there's intergalactic a, title? There's a title? <laughs> there's a title on the Raw brand? Yeah, the Milky Way Galaxy <laughs> yeah. title. No. Believe it or not, there is one. Yeah. I I enjoyed the match. I thought it was entirely too long, though. Because I remember when we were watching it, we were like, how much time left in this show? It was around 9.45 and the main event was coming on, I believe. Mm-hmm. You're like this is a lot. Of, this is a lot of time for this match, and it felt it was it really dragged until the latter part of the match. Everybody got a chance to shine in the match, and, they, and at, at a at a point, everybody had their finish, and you thought they were actually going to win. Yeah. Now Joe winning, he was the later in the day. It was between him and Seth Rollins between the, in the betting odds with that match about, about who was going to win, and I was shocked that Joe won. But but, but the betting odds they've been. Right, just about mm-hmm. night, mostly most of the time. But when Joe actually won, I was really shocked because how many times has WWE tease us with something, yeah, and never give it give it right. to us? And Samoa Joe was one of the. I know on this show, I know you, I know you and Derek too, that when we first when when Samoa Joe was in NXT, we was like the only guy we could see beating Brock Lesnar legitimately is Samoa Joe, yeah. And we never thought we would get it, but mm-hmm. they act, they're actually going to give it to us now. And Samoa Joe, right out the gate, the way he yeah. won the match was actually huge because the way, because remember on Raw, Paul Heyman endorsed Finn Balor, yep. and Joe choked out Finn Balor, yeah. the guy who Heyman endorsed. Uh-huh. So that was like a big key to that whole storytelling. And then Finn didn't tap out, so he passed out. So that's selling the um, what, what is it called, the Coquina Clutch? Yeah, he, that's selling the Coquina Clutch as. A devastated move, mm-hmm. and even if you tap, you could just pass out. Yeah. And you know how WWE—they like to have labels and everything. Now they actually have a big label for this match, as Destroyer versus Beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of this going forward. Like I said, I've told you guys before, I was an anti-TNA guy. Anyone that was in TNA, I didn't really have any respect for. Ultimately, I saw a few AJ Styles matches from New Japan. I was like, okay, I was wrong about this guy. I said I came around on Austin Aries. I've come around on Bobby Roode. Samoa Joe is another guy that I'm like, why, why was I not watching this? So, so, so all the roster, half the roster. Yeah. We're all, we're all the, man's, the man's one we watch. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm like, wow. I was like, I really missed the boat on this. Yeah. Samoa Joe is great. He's great. And that, that's what I, the other thing I figured out. Even, even if he's good in the ring, he's probably not giving you anything as a character. And he's great. He's great on the microphone. He, they have built him as like a legitimate monster. You believe him as a monster. I am a huge Samoa Joe fan. I'm very excited for this match. What There's a lot of potential here. Oh, yeah. They can go a lot of ways. This with is this. a match I feel like they should bring JR back to call. Yes. Like, I don't want to hear Michael Cole. <laughs> a real slobbernaker. Yeah, like, so I feel bad. like JR would be a perfect guy to bring in as this is like a special event match. I don't think they'll do it, but I would love to see it happen. Um... I thought this match was good, though. I thought it was a really good main event. I thought that they went the right direction with who won. Um, Samoa Joe cuts a promo on Raw, basically saying, I'm not afraid Amazing of Amazing promo. Yes. He was it great. really sold it even more. Like It got me actually really hyped for, for Samoa Joe. Yeah, not only is he not afraid of Brock, he's saying, you know, Paul Heyman should be my advocate. Mm-hmm. You know, I want his universal title. We get the treat of Heyman coming out. 
basically selling like you know I came out here and basically lobbied for Finn Balor because that was the best case scenario you're the worst case scenario because you will take the fight to Brock like he'll walk in here as one thing he'll walk out as another thing after don't he fear faces Brock him. but maybe you should yeah like I really enjoyed the two of them going back and forth but the the part where he cornered Heyman and he was talking to him off mic. He kind of whispered thought, in it, whispered like, "Yeah, yeah he like, leaned into him." That yeah, was, this, is, this was... is what I'm about to do to you, and you're <laughs> going to go back to Brock and tell him what this is all about. I thought that was genius. I don't know if he did that on his own. I don't know if someone to like instructed him to do that that way. I thought it was great. He ultimately chokes out Heyman. Heyman tapping, I thought was awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved him making an example of Heyman for Brock, and now we get Brock next week. So finally we will see the, the Universal Championship on Raw for the first time since the Raw after Mania. Alo, your thoughts on how they handled this coming out of Extreme Rules? This is perfect. <laughs> I, I love every second of it. Joe just coming down, running down, saying, I envy Brock Lesnar. And he, he wants everything that Brock has. He wants to limit his schedule and how Paul should, Paulie should be his advocate. And I like Heyman actually saying how Joe was the worst-case scenario because, like I said, we were always said the only guy we could see legitimately beating Brock Lesnar is Samoa Joe. Yeah. And during this promo, I'm, I'm overthinking again. In the typical WWE in me, this reminded me kind of kind of like Shades of Survivor Series 02. It's like, okay, Brock's facing the guy <laughs> that can actually legitimately beat him. Yeah. And what's Paul going to do? Even though Joe did choke out Paul on Raw, that doesn't really mean anything because Paul could be like, I see something in you. Yeah. But that's just wrestling me. That's just me, me overthinking things. Mm-hmm. And then that can actually get the title on television because we we even saying, who's going to beat Brock for the Universal title? It's either got to be someone like Roman, but they're supposed supposedly holding up the WrestleMania time, and then there's only Samoa Joe because you can't buy Finn Balor beating Brock Lesnar. You really, you really can't. So it's like, okay, what are you going to do? And Samoa Joe is like the only viable option, and I'm very interested interested in this match. I don't, I wonder if they're going to touch because you have to assume mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar is going to come back heated, and then even with Joe choking out Paul, that makes. Brock, the baby face in a situation yeah. already. Similar to Survivor Series 02. That's why I'm thinking about this because Brock was coming off his Undertaker stuff and he was still a heel. And Big Show, it was him versus Big Show, basically was heel versus heel, versus heel until they told a story how if Brock can actually beat him. Right. Do you see, I still see Joe getting cheered when this match happens. Yeah, kayfabe's that. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe's definitely going to be getting cheered. Do you see any way Joe, uh, Samoa Joe wins? Joe? I definitely see a way he'd win. I mean, will they book it that way? I I can't say for certain, but I mean, they want. I Brock Lesnar hasn't done anything with the title. He's not going to be on TV. Samoa Joe would be awesome with the title. Um, he's giving great promos. It'd continue to give great promos. It'd just help give re- re- relevance to that title again. Yeah, I, which I think is needed. Do you see any way Joe wins? At, at Great Balls of Fire, it's official. <laughs> yeah, I'm not great saying. Balls you, of fire. you were holding on to the idea. I was too, because they, they didn't never mention it. it. They, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm not calling it that. They have. I'll call it the pay per view. <laughs> I mean, they even went so far. Like, not only did they go through with it, they doubled down and made the song the theme song for the show. They had to, though. Yeah, I guess. You would, you would assume they had to. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, so stupid. But anyway, <laughs> do I. Do you think Joe could win, or you think Brock definitely holds it till till SummerSlam? You know, I'm not a big fan of holding things off to your big four shows. Mm-hmm. 
Raw needs a universal title on television because it's still nothing. And Joe being this dominant monster, it's not losing any credibility because he comes off the same way as Brock Lesnar because Samoa Joe hasn't been pinned either. Yeah. Well, he has been pinned by Seth Rollins, but it was it was a role. He hasn't mm-hmm. been convincingly beaten. So I would like to see Joe win the title, but would they book it that way? No, but like I said, this kind of gave me shades of Survivor Series 02. We had Seth against Samoa Joe. Uh, also on Raw, Bray Wyatt teased interfering in the match. You know, the lights went off, his music hit, he was nowhere to be found. Ends with Seth being choked out as well. So, are they now gearing us up for Seth and Bray? Yeah, looks like it. Is that, is that the next thing? That's what it kind of seemed. It kind of makes me feel like they shouldn't have given them a match on Raw a couple weeks ago for the first time ever. They should have nah. held off until they, they were They've done that a lot recently, I think. I think they've put matches out on TV that they should save for pay-per-views and do more with it instead of these quick Yeah, I, I was not a fan of of the fact that they did that for the first time. We'll, just we'll get to more on that uh, when we cover SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had Bray Wyatt, another promo, calls out Roman. Roman comes out and gets into it with Bray. We end up with a match. That was the first match on the show, correct? The, yeah. yeah the, ma- the match just started. It was a, it wasn't a promo mat promo into a match. It was just a straight match, which was new for Raw. And and, and well, actually, Bray came out and hmm? kind of yeah, Bray came kind of promo, but the, the match was already made. Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't like oh, you're gonna face Roman Reigns. Yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Match it was just a, an actual scheduled match to start the show. It actually finished. Mm-hmm. That like was new. Like a okay, half, half hour into the show. Like, okay, here we go, Raw. This is actually good. And the match, you know, I'm not a big Bray Wyatt guy, but I really liked this match. It was a good match. Uh, I liked that they gave it time. Yeah. And. I liked the way that it finished. It's not like Bray got taken out immediately. It took some work to get him out of there. Uh, so all these guys are still kind of involved with each other. It's kind of jumbled muck together. But where, like, where does Roman go from here now? Yeah, where does Finn go? Finn wasn't on Raw. Are we gonna get Finn and Roman some more? Uh, that, that's the thing with Raw. Yeah, like, I can't see that happening. Raw didn't have to take those guys from SmackDown, and that's the thing, because it's so cluttered now. Because Finn wasn't on Raw, mm-hmm. and then it's like, okay, what's Roman going to do? But you didn't have to get those guys from SmackDown. You could have left Bray Wyatt on SmackDown where he yeah. was. Yeah, it's it's a little weird at the top right now. But there there is some pro- like I I, I I don't mind seeing a program with Seth and Bray. It's new. It's no. new. I just wish the first time we were seeing it would have been on a pay per view. Which is fine, but like, what do you say? Where do you go with Finn Balor now? What happens there? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll see starting next week, I would assume. But, yeah, I don't really know. Uh, Intercontinental Championship. Uh, all is once again right with the world. Yes. The Miz is, again, the Intercontinental Champion seven times. It's a very entertaining match. It was an entertaining match. As far match. as the way he tried to keep getting himself, getting um, Dean disqualified in the middle of the match. Yeah, like when he was on the ropes and he... Told Maurice like, like slap, slap me, me. <laughs> slap me. She's looking right. at him like yeah. It was like and that was like looming over the match. Like is he going to somehow trick the ref into DQing Dean? And ultimately that's not what happened. It was teased, but then he sneaks yeah. up, hits the skull crushing finale, he gets sh- the pin. He shoved the ref and all that. All those shenanigans kept yeah. teasing that he was going to get disqualified. Do you know what else I like about it though? Miz said on commentary two or three weeks ago. I think it was the week after this stipulation was put in place. He said, that's not how I'm going to win. I'm going to pin him anyway. <laughs> so it's like he actually felt followed through on what he... I was hoping he would say that on Raw, but he didn't. Um, 
but I did enjoy the way that the match ended. I, I think the Intercontinental Championship is on the right guy. And I, I don't know. I, I think the Miz is just the guy that should be holding that title. He's the best guy for it. Yeah, right he now. makes it the most interesting. Maybe that's something where you could start feuding Finn Balor and then mm-hmm. kind of place him in versus the Miz. Yeah. Well, you liked this match. You said Halo. Yeah. You... Liked the finish? Did you want to see the stipulation play into it, or are you glad that it didn't? I'm glad it didn't, but the, but I'm glad he tried everything, literally. Because even the whole Maurice slapping him in the face was perfect. Because, like, and Maurice is like, me and you together, me and you together. And he's like, no, no, you know we're not together. <laughs> like, that, that was that was perfect. Because Maurice, because like, at that point, Ambrose took Miz to the limit. It's like, slap me, slap me, because I have no idea how when when this match. Yeah. And then Maurice gets ejected, and, and Miz, he throws Ambrose to the referee, which throws a nice touch. And referee, you know, referees are gullible nowadays. Yeah. They believe anything. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, no, we get you. And then the Miz comes out, no, it's a skull question for that. I thought that was perfect, too. I like what you brought up, how I'm actually pinned Dean Ambrose. guy yeah. did come to fruition um, last night, yeah. um, on Sunday night. Joseph, your thoughts on this match? I like it. Kind of same kind of sentiment. I mean, it was a... Good match. You see some classic heel tactics, which Miz uses excellently. And he, he always finds new and inventive ways to use these kind of things. Um, he used the stipulation to advantage. He didn't use it to win, but he used it to get in Dean Ambrose's head enough to cost him the match. Yeah, it, it didn't. The DQ didn't happen, but him trying to get him DQ'd ultimately was what won him the match, in a roundabout way. Uh, we had Elias Sampson out. Uh, Ambrose came out and took him out, called out The Miz. The Miz wonderfully shows up on the Titantron and says, come on, Dean. We got a celebration. <laughs> yeah, we have a cel- the kickoff celebration of my Intercontinental Championship comeback tour. And then Elias took out Dean Ambrose. I liked another nice touch of this. I liked when Dean went to Angle backstage. And he said, look, Maurice playing this whole thing. And I don't want to have to deal with it. And then he goes, yeah, nobody does. (laughs) Or who would? I I thought that was great. He told Dean to take the night off. Dean sneaks back in when Angle is distracted by his phone, which I like that. They were actually seeing that throughout the whole show, that he's like always on that phone trying to figure out what's going on. Completely preoccupied. Who's he talking to? I don't know. Is this another one of these anonymous GMs? I'm not really sure. It's Dixie. (laughs) <laughs> oh, please. Imagine please don't. If it was Dixie Carter, please don't be. Wow. Yeah, I, I really don't even. Do you have any ideas of what it could be? No, because I think Eric said last week it was maybe Steph, Stephanie's blackmailing, but he's he's her boss. She could aspire yeah. him. Right. It's not like she needs to go to these lengths. But that's his logic. Dude. Yeah. I'm overthinking. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on what this could be? No. I or who? Been playing it out in my head. I can't really think of anything that would be a good answer. I'm going out of my way not to come to any conclusions because I know that usually just leads to disappointment. I think it could be nails. <laughs> That'd be nice if it was. Yeah, and they're going to bring him back. But I like that they're at least showing it playing a part in his character. Like, he's constantly distracted by this, which I think is good. Uh, the Miz kickoff tour comeback celebration. You deserve it, Chance. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, huh, like, I guess he's over with almost everybody now, somehow. But he immediately cut that down, saying these chants would mean so much more if he didn't chant it for literally every superstar who wins a <laughs> <So> title. <good. laughs> um, That's awesome. Proposes a toast to himself. He thinks the dancing bear is Dean Ambrose. It wasn't. 
A little paranoid. Let's yeah. just say he's very, looking over his shoulder. Loved it. Looking yeah. over his shoulder just a little bit. Yeah, the gift comes down the giant box. Oh, he man. sneaks up on it, hits it with a chair, breaks the grandfather clock. Cu- couple Ric Flair elbow style elbows. Yeah, and then Dean Ambrose was manning the camera behind him, hit him with the dirty deeds. I really enjoyed this segment <laughs> because it gave you, it gave you what you love about the Miz. And then it gave you what people hate, who hate the Miz, love about the Miz. Is him, you know, getting what's coming to him. So it was the best of both worlds. Yeah, in that segment, you tie in a little classic Dean Ambrose too. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, and Dean Ambrose has a certain swagger that I appreciate when he is battling the Miz, that I don't always appreciate with him. Um, so do we see a rematch of this at Great Balls of Fire? I don't know if it'll be that long. That's that's a nice amount of time. So I don't think it'll be that long. What's the date on that? I You're know probably it's... looking at, like, what, three, four weeks? Yeah. I would think he would get it on Raw. Any chance Dean wins it back, or do you think this no. is on the Miz no. long term? I think it's on the Miz for the foreseeable future. Do either of you see anyone as a viable challenger right now? You guys tease this on Falls Count Anywhere. Uh-huh. And when you said this, I almost needed new pants. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were saying, we're going to do the Austin Aries. Yeah. And I just thought about... Austin Aries the Miz. I was in heaven. I was like, please give me this. Give me this. Get, like, like that would be so perfect. With Marisa, that would be perfect. The two egos bigger than Eric's together. Yeah. That would be perfect. I need that because you have Austin Aries is going to do nothing now. Get bring him to the main bring him to the main WWE roster. Get him out the cruiserweight division and have him face the Miz because that would be perfect. I've been advocating for him to be a part of the whole roster, mm-hmm. not just the cruiserweight division. Yeah, originally he was. Then he ended up going to two hundred five. Joey, what do you think about him possibly being the challenger for the Miz? It's July 9th. July 9th? Okay. Yeah, I'd be a fan of that. I mean, he's definitely earned it. I mean, there's no reason to think he wouldn't, and it'd be a really good match to watch. How great would just the back and forth be with those two? I'd be epic. I was, I was just thinking about Aries and Miz with Maurice on um, Miz TV. You're starting to get a little excited again. Comment down. I can see, I can see some... Uh... And, 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 and Aries, Aries doing some investigative journalism yeah. on the Miz and Maurice. It'd be perfect. You'll have another scoop. Yes. Yeah. It'd be so good. An exclusive scoop. Yes. Yeah, I would love to see that happen. I don't, And they really don't have anyone on the horizon either. No, they don't. Like, they've almost made it seem like Elias Samson is in the mix, but I think that's just coincidence that he's just... Yeah, they're still working on him. They're he's just still, kind of throwing him out there. Yeah, because it's like the guy, you have the guys in the Fatal Five way, and then you other than that, and you have Dean Ambrose, but other than that, you don't have any any other mid-carders. Yeah. Because Cesaro and Sheamus, they're, attack, they're attack team champions. Yeah, I think it's the perfect way to go. I don't know that they'll do that, but I think that is what they absolutely should do. And if they're going to have this Dean Ambrose thing continue for another week or two, they have time to... To progress to get it that to way. It. Yeah, they, they're, there's time to do it. Women's division, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss in the kendo stick on a pole match. Totally unnecessary. Uh, they couldn't really make Bailey look any worse at this point, I don't think. They didn't do anything to this match. No, it wasn't a good match. I thought there'd Not, be a little more to it. It was short. There wasn't a lot at all. It was an incredibly convincing win by Alexa. Yeah. Bailey barely put up a fight. After getting owned throughout the entire feud anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. Halo, you look like you got something you want to say. Or you don't, do you not want to say anything about it? This was dumb. Like, 
How like first of all the tagline was stupid. Like can Bailey get extreme? Michael Cole saying for the last three weeks, can Bailey get extreme? And then like Bailey does get the candlestick first. And she chases, she just runs around and chases Alexa in the ring, and then she loses the stick, and Alexa beats her down with it. So Alexa runs you down for three or four weeks, and she gets zero comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Not even one shot in the back with the candlestick. Not one. So that makes no sense. I have no idea what they're doing with Bailey. Like, why do we care? Like, even going in the ro- last week with the with, um, Alexa's This Is Your Life thing, mm-hmm. it was the same stuff we see every with every person Bailey faces in the same pictures we see every two weeks. <laughs> like, I'm ha- I'm a big fan of it. I'm, ha- I'm happy to be here. We know that stuff, so it's nothing, it's nothing new. So there was no reason to care about Bailey. The reason we fell over Bailey in NXT because she was a super fan and she was the underdog. Like, I remember when she was first challenging for the NXT Women's title before she went into Brooklyn. She went through all the ranks. She had to beat Emma. She beat Charlotte. She beat Becky Lynch. And then she ultimately beat Sasha. But... It was like we we learned to care in that four weeks, man. We learned to care about Bailey, and now we don't even care about Bailey. Even when she was a women's champion, we didn't really care because the only thing we actually care about when she was a champion is when Sasha turned on you. Yeah, <laughs> they gotta they gotta reinvent her in a way. I mean, they they haven't done done her justice, I would say so far. And she I, wasn't on the show, right? I'm gl- yeah, she wasn't. They just home. showed her her quote unquote injury. Yeah, say so she had to stay at home, but I'm that, glad that she can, wasn't. That Kendall who? Yeah, well, with the the welts that she's had. On her every week that yeah. the kendo stick has been used on. <laughs> yeah, and I was, yeah, my thing was, I'm like, I'm glad she wasn't on Raw because she's basically directionless now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where they go. Uh, I will at least say I appreciated that on Raw they acknowledged how bad that this is your life segment was. They did it wrong. Like you were good. You're acting. Yeah. You had nothing to work with. <laughs> like I really enjoyed that Alexa said, "I want to do this is my life." I was down for that. And he said, "That would have been good." <laughs> But see, what I think was better was Angle saying, are you crazy? That segment was one of the worst segments in the history of Raw last week. I appreciated that they acknowledged it. They called yeah. back to it. Yeah. Angle's chemistry with Alexa. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it really is. Um, Seriously? <laughs> yeah, she says she's done with Bailey. Um, but Kurt ultimately says, you promised you Nia Jax. Yeah, like... She's gonna get this. I'm glad I remember that because I was cause I, I've been meaning to bring him on the show. I just didn't put it in my notes the last few weeks. Because weren't they supposed to be best friends? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, only out of convenience. Yeah, I was ex- I was happy about that. Just having Nia follow her around because mm-hmm. they're best friends in real life. So I'm sure it'd been actually funny. Yeah, I enjoyed her trying to recruit some people in the <laughs> locker room to to help her out. Like basically trying. The only thing I didn't like about it was she kind of did the same thing that they did with Charlotte on SmackDown. Like, hey, she doesn't deserve this. We should all go get Charlotte. It's like, oh, yeah, you guys just did this on SmackDown. Well, maybe she ago. saw that segment and she's like, well, I can use that. I guess. Yeah, I guess that's a way to look she at it. She was watching Raw. You know, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I just felt like, okay, well, you uh, you kind of already did this story. Kind of beat it to the ground. Yeah, right. but at least they all kind of turned their backs on her anyway. Yeah. But Alexa, I like how dejected she was. That she had to go through this match, like just completely half-assing it the whole her walk down to the ring. She didn't do her normal like spin into the ring. She was just like completely didn't want nothing to do with it. Yeah, just like all right, I guess I got to get this over with. Uh, gets herself DQ'd, which was great. I thought it was a good way for her to get out of it. Um, and I love that she got away from Nia in the end and kept that clean. Yeah, and Nia took out Mickey and Dana. In the end of it, and somehow Alexa gets away unscathed. 
That was smart. I like, I like how she played it off. She, she, cause she thought about it. It's yeah. like, if these girls hit me, yeah, I, I still win. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. But the women's division is in a very weird place on Raw yes. right now. Yeah. Especially that Sasha in the mixed tag match at the, the pay per view and. Who knows what they're doing with her? Yeah, all Sasha Bailey, had to do Bailey's on Raw. getting squashed. All Sasha had to do on Raw was walk away from Alexa. And flip her hair. Yeah, that was it. The, who who has something going on besides Nobody. Alexa Bliss and now Nia Jax? No, you have to think about Dana Brooke and Mickey James. Why were they the two ones that actually go out there? They said we want to watch you mm-hmm. get destroyed, but like, why just them? Yeah, I, I really don't know. Um, it, it's. Not good right now for the for the raw women, unfortunately. It's a shame. Do either one of you see Nia being the champion in the near future? Um, the near future, possibly, but I don't think it's going to happen now. I think that's something we'll see a couple months down the road, maybe a couple of pay-per-views down the road. Do we see a rematch next week? Maybe. Possibly, because she, she... Well, I don't know, because Alexa did technically win. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she'll get actually a fair shot with Alexa, against Alexa. But the Raw Women's Division is all over the place because Sasha was in the, the Cruiserweight Division, and they just dropped the whole thing with her and Bailey. They dancing. Yeah. And then yeah. they teased us with Sasha and Alexa, and now Alexa's dealing with Nia, and then you involve Mickey James and Dana Brooke of all of all people into this. It's like, what are you doing? Like, where, where, where are you going? You actually have a whole division now, and you're still lost. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. They don't really seem to know what to do. And I think Emma should be back in a few weeks. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, but who knows if they'll even know what to do with her? They may just change her again. Yeah. To another character. Uh, tag division. We have new tag team champions, Sheamus and Cesaro. Epic loss. Win back their tag titles from the Hardys. I didn't see it happening. I think you did. I did because I was like, can anybody beat the Hardys? And they, and they don't have to lose by um, they don't have to lose by pinfall. I thought it was yeah. kind of unique the way they did it, too. I mean, they played out the angle that both of them had to be out at the same time and kind of played, came into, the, you know, one of them was in the ring at the one time and then Hardy goes goes for his usual big bump. Yeah. They kind of end up costing the match. Yeah, like Jeff was the one to escape this time, left Matt in there by himself, ultimately came back and suffered the same fate he always does, which is he's the one that has to... He's the one that ends up losing it for them in the Taking end. the bump. Well, I didn't take it that way because <clears throat> even before the match, they, meant they, talk, they reflected back to Survivor Series 01 on commentary. I was like, oh, my God, let me relive that. But I didn't really take it that way because Jeff had to come back and help Matt because if, if he didn't come back to help Matt, they were going to lose no matter what. And Jeff actually hit Whisper and went up top of the cage. I could watch these guys fight all day because yeah. this match is always fun. But the yeah. only thing is, in 2017, Steel cage matches are what are what they are. They're just basically they become real formulaic. You're gonna get the guy, somebody jump up top of the cage, and that's it. Yeah, and, and that's and that's what you're just waiting for because you can't do it. Do it. It's, a, it's a really Monica. stupid stipulation on for a tag team match too, because you should have the advantage when one of your guys gets out, but instead you're at a complete yeah, disadvantage. Yeah, both guys. If anyone yeah. touches the ground, it should be. Yeah, and then they were play, and then I was, there wasn't a ref in the ring to count the one, two, three. So it was all you had to win by escape. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't think there was a ref in the ring at all. So you did have to win by escape because I don't I don't remember any pinfalls or a ref even in the ring. So that, that took away took away from it too because 
because you used to have a ref in the ring, you went by pinfall, submission, or escape in the cage, but you didn't get that. So that's that's took away aspect of the match. So, but Jeff did have to come in to save Matt because all you got to do is knock Matt down. Yeah, but he didn't have to do off the top. But he did hit it. The thing he did hit he it. Did. He took out both guys. Then it was a race, and it came close that um, both men were both teams, I should say, were were vying for the win right there. Matt and Jeff were crawling, or I should say, dragging Jeff out to the door while Sheamus and Cesaro climbing over. Well, the last time that Matt tried to climb the cage before Jeff came back in. He easily could have walked out the door. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I have the biggest problem with. Is those guys are both down. He could have just walked out the door and that's the end. But instead, he slowly climbs the cage. I, I just think takes his time. It's too deliberate. Yeah, that's the problem with these cage matches. Mm-hmm. That, that's my that's the thing. You can't pull off a good cage match nowadays because it's basically formulaic. Like you that when they go to the side, they go in slow motion. And you can tell they're waiting for him to come, waiting for the guy to get up. Like it's not they're not selling it properly. Yeah, uh, the, it was not the the right stipulation for them to go with. Ultimately, the stipulation the Hardys chose blew up in their face. Sheamus and Cesaro got a uh, pretty dominant victory over Heath Slater and Rhino. Uh oh. In their post match promo, they decided what about to his say, kids? Like, "Yeah, well, everybody forgot about." He's gonna double wire with a pool and. Mm hmm. Well, he still got his contract though. That was all he cared about. Uh, they don't set the bar. We are the bar. Uh, we, I guess, it, are they going to hold on to these things for a while, do we think? The Irish action was on point. <laughs> Thank you. I, was, I had to look around for a second. I didn't know what to think. Yeah, you thought I might have grown a mohawk? Yeah, well, yeah, you look stupid. <laughs> do they hold them for a while, do we think? Or no? I don't know where the tag team division goes either, because after the Hardys, who's going to face Cesaro? The Hardys don't get the titles back. Who's going to face Cesaro and Sheamus? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, we may have a new tag team on the horizon. Uh, Big Cass, who's supposed to be having Enzo's back all night, gets taken out before their match. Um, Enzo has to find a new partner. He comes out, and it's the Big Show. The Big Show, I didn't think he did a bad Big Cass impersonation. <laughs> I actually enjoyed this. I, don't, I didn't look at social media at all. I don't know if people liked it or hated it. But for you, it was... I enjoyed it. it. I good. thought it was funny. I liked that he was playing into the whole thing. I liked that Cass was jealous after the fact. Um, I liked that he was even annoyed. The Big Show was even annoyed with Enzo at certain points <laughs> during it. Um, Who do we think is this guy jumping Enzo and Cass? It's Cass. It's Cass just setting it up. Mm-hmm. That that's still my guess. I can't. That's kind of what I thought too, but who knows? Even with him passing, even with him allegedly getting attacked, I yeah, still he think was he was just selling. He was leaving Enzo out to dry. Yeah, that's how and, I feel too. And hoping he didn't get a partner. Yeah, that's kind of the feel you get from the attitude you see from Big Cass these yeah, days. Yeah, like even the fact that he was just jealous mm-hmm. because he didn't expect Enzo to actually get a partner. And who's gonna like honestly? Who's gonna lose to the club? <laughs> like, honestly, they're horrible. Like, who's gonna lose to the club? Yeah, they are terrible. They're really bad. Um, uh, do we think that... Uh, would you like to see the Big Show continue on this course with Enzo and Cass, or do you want to see him fade back back out into the background again? I wonder if this is going to be a thing. Like, maybe get Big Cass versus Big Show next week. But I'm, I'm waiting for that turn on Enzo, though. Because I think it'll be really, yeah, really interesting. Yeah, it'll happen. Joey, do you want to see I the think Big it'd be Show interesting continue for on the a short fan? run? I think it'd be an interesting for a short Did run. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. 
I thought it was very entertaining to see Big Show out there <laughs> going through going through the whole uh, spiel. Yeah. Like I said, that's why I said it'd be it'd be entertaining in small doses. I do think this ends up with a match between the Big Show and Cass, which is fine by me. It's I don't think it's going to be next week because I think that uh, I think that's too much of him. Turning on Enzo. Yeah, it definitely won't be next week. Uh, they'll slow play it a little bit. They'll have an, another week with Big Show, Enzo, and Cass kind of interacting, and they'll build to a point where Enzo, I mean, Cass turns on Enzo, then Big Show kind of kind of defending him, and that's where you get the match from. That's my thoughts. Yeah, because I, I would like to see Cass versus Big Show maybe next week, and you kind of get like a a new edge out of Cass to see like an, a, a real aggressive side of Cass. So, so Enzo could be like, hey, Cass, what are you doing? Yeah, I uh, I'm anxious to see that side of Cass because he definitely has it in him mm-hmm. to do it, and he obviously has the size and the ability to do it. So they might as well give him an opportunity to try it now. He never got to be a heel on NXT, as far as I know. So I would like to get to see him do it on the main. Yeah, roster. he definitely has it. Well, it worked for his girlfriend on SmackDown, mm-hmm. so let's see if it works for him on Raw. Uh, Cruiserweights. Austin Aries loses again to Neville. Neville retains. <laughs> I still feel like the tap on the outside should have counted, but I, I get why it didn't. The whole point was that he got him to tap, but it wasn't the end of the match. Yeah, they're going more with that angle. Yeah, I agree with you, Alo. It was the match of the night. Um, Joey, did you enjoy this match? Yeah, it was a really good match. It was definitely probably the match of the night. Did you think Aries was going to win, or did you think Neville was going to I thought Aries was going to win this time. I thought they were going to put the title on Aries for a little run and maybe feud a little bit longer with Neville. But I definitely thought this was Aries' time. But they they yeah. played it again like Aries could have and should have won, but didn't. Yeah, now where do you go with Aries from here? The Miz! <laughs> Please! Because there's no reason for him to still be going after the Cruiserweight no, title isn't. at this point. It, and then it you don't go back to the Cruiserweight division to not feud for the title. That's just a waste. Yeah. So now TJP ultimately wants his shot that he was promised. Neville tells him, hey, go take care of uh, Mustafa Ali, and then I'll see if I can talk to Kurt Angle about getting you that title shot. TJP takes out Mustafa Ali. I loved Neville saying, I'm not a miracle worker. Like, as if it would have taken a miracle to get him a title shot. Uh, causes some friction between the two of them as soon as TJP turns his back. Neville takes him out. So I guess this is where they're going next with the Cruiserweight Championship. TJP against Neville. Yeah, 205 It did, that's right. So do we know who <coughs> won that won. match or no? Neville, Neville won. So do we think that's going to continue now? I'm not sure because basically Neville actually held up his end of the bargain, basically. So, but I don't know where you go for the cruiserweight, the cruiserweight title now. There's not a viable contender at this point. No, because like I've said, all the, all the con- main contenders, they've all had personality. And you're not going to be the cruiserweight champion unless you have the personality because the rest of the guy, division are just guys. And I would love if Drew Gulak, but even though I need him on Raw. Yeah, I think that's no, great. I think that whole no-fly zone will get over on Raw big time. But about the title, I have no clue where you go. Because Aries, he lost clean, essentially. And the whole, since when is it disqualifications and countouts in a submission match? <laughs> like, 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 honestly, I was like, this this is dumb. That makes no sense. But I, I, I like how Neville basically did beat Aries clean with the Rings of Saturn. I love mm-hmm. the, the whole red arrow on the yeah. back and transition to the Rings of Saturn. I, th- I thought that was great. But like I said, he basically... 
I, I was saying how the, cru- the Cruiserweight title scene between Neville and Aries was booked perfectly because you had Aries constantly chasing and coming up a bit short, and he actually lost clean. But like you said, where you go to the Cruiserweight title now, where you do it on Austin Aries because he has no gripe. He lost the two times prior he ha- he had a gripe. Now he doesn't have a gripe. He lost clean. Yeah, he just lost yeah. at this point. Uh, also in the Cruiserweight division, we had the mixed tag match. <laughs> Sasha Banks and Rich Homie Swan <laughs> against Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. Foxy. Yes. Sasha and Swan got the win. I guess this is officially over. This whole thing has been put to bed, I guess. She was not on 205 Live this week, correct? No. Sa- um, Sasha, no. Okay. So I guess that's done. She got the dancing out of her. Yeah. Got that, out of her system a little shake. Did any of that amount to anything for anyone? No. No. Okay. So barely got really to move on the needle. Good dance moves. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I hope that's the end of that. I don't know. They matched. <laughs> but Good job, McCaz. That's terrific. Yeah. That's terrific. Anybody have any thoughts about Good any du- of this? Those double, D, the double knees from, to the outside. That was that, nice. That was great. Did you just say double D's first? Yeah. <laughs> D's. I don't know where your head is. Get it out of the gutter. Yeah, the double knees from the top turnbuckle onto Noam Dar I thought was a really good spot. I honestly don't even remember anything else from the match, really, except Swan got the pin. Um, that was everything for Extreme Rules. We got another dueling gold dust in our truth promo. I don't know when this match is going to take place. Hopefully it doesn't take as long for them to have their match as it did for them to become <laughs> the Golden Truth. Because that took like eight months. Yes. <laughs> was that the same gold dust promo, though? He said most of the same stuff, but it wasn't the same okay. one. Uh, I'm pretty sure it wasn't anyway, because I thought in the first one he was sitting down, and in this one he wasn't. So I'm pretty sure it was it was filmed again, but he used most of the same lines, mm-hmm. which was I thought was unfortunate. There had to have been other stuff they could have had him say. For sure. Besides the same stuff. Um, Titus loses to Kalisto, got rolled up. Oh, no. Kalisto was holding the trunks. I just enjoyed that how much Apollo loved it that he lost. <laughs> like, he thought it was so funny that he lost. I enjoyed that. This is mentor. Yeah. Anything else from Raw anybody wants to mention? Fix your women's division. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just about time. So we're ready to move on to SmackDown? Yes, sir. Not the most eventful show. No notes. No. Yeah, we're. Uh, I mean, not a eventful show, but I'm, yeah. looking, I'm looking forward to the two Money in the Bank matches. Yeah, well, we have Money in the Bank one week from Sunday, as they kept saying on Tuesday yeah, night. They're pushing it hard. They are. We have the rematch of Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Randy Orton had an interview during the show. Once again, I don't know what he said. Anyone? Did he say anything that mattered? No, nothing important. He called the legends. He, t- he talked, yeah, he talked the about all the all the uh, old heads again. Uh, yeah, whatever. Nothing that, that kind of blew me away. Yeah, Jinder got a win over Mojo Rally, who pointed out to Shane, like, I'm the only one that's beaten him since he came to SmackDown, which I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and then he also said, you know, he's, he hasn't been on TV, hasn't done anything significant, he wants his chance, he just wants his opportunity, and it's kind of fun promo for me. Yeah, I, I appreciated that they at least acknowledged. I won the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I thought this was going to... Lead to something for me, and, and instead I've been sitting on the bench. Because that's kind of what what happened, so yeah. But he got the, his opportunity and blew it. So they did it, but they didn't. They did it in a way where it wasn't just straight on Raleigh. They kept him kind of clean, and the fact that there was interference, I rake. I mean, so Jinder won, kept the title, but they didn't crush Raleigh in the in, in the process. Yeah, 
Do you I mean, see? Oh, good. Good. No. Do you see Mojo doing anything in the near term? I don't. I'm not sure when Ryder's coming back because I could see Ryder coming back and him turn on Ryder because he's been saying, "What about me? Yeah. I'm going to Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal." Mm-hmm. So he, he, when it comes to that situation, it's usually okay. He has a point. I, now he was on Talking Smack. I don't know what he what he said on Talking Smack, but I think that'd be a good change for him to actually turn on Zack Ryder because but I don't know if they'll actually turn him because you know Mojo's one of Vince's guys like his product placement guys mm-hmm. you know how Vince has his yeah. guys he'd like to play for product placement yeah. so I'm not sure if they actually turn him but I think that'll be the best um, thing to do with Mojo Raleigh so Jinder cuts another uh, modern day Maharaja promo saying the same basic stuff still do you think, because we've been talking about this for a few weeks, that you need to give people like more of a reason to hate him than just he's not American or that he's Indian or he can't be just anti-American. Do you think that maybe they're not going that direction to make him a full-on like hateable heel because they want him to come across as a hero in India? Yeah. So it's like, okay, we'll keep him in this weird spot where... You don't have any reason to really hate him. He's not doing anything really wrong. But at least the people in his native land or whatever don't have to view him as a heel. They, he can be a hero to them. I, I'm assuming that that's why they're doing it. Because I, I talked about, I posted this on Instagram earlier today. They dropped the ball with him completely already. Now, can they, can they change it? Of course they could change it. But for three weeks... This was, I think it was his first match since he won the title mm-hmm. at Backlash. And they got so much buzz off of this. Good and bad controversy. Yeah, but everybody was talking about exactly. it. Exactly. It was relevant. And mm-hmm. the fa- and then he's a, <laughs> he wasn't even a focal point of the show for, for the last three weeks. This is his first time wrestling. He's facing, of all people, Mojo Raleigh. Yeah. Not feeling important. Hadn't even been in the main event once. Since since he's been in title contention and been the champion, and you have AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kevin Owens, even, I'll even throw in Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, all more important than him. That's that that makes no sense to me. Bigger picture, yeah, they're bigger picture than than the two. I guess you would say main eventers. Yeah, the U.S. In, title. Oregon. The U.S. title is basically the main title on Raw because that's been the ma- Kevin Owens has been the main event almost every week on SmackDown, basically. Yeah, and everyone in the la- in the Money in the Bank ladder match is more important. Than yeah, too. Yeah, and that's it. You they they had so much co- they built they got so much reaction out of him being a champion, and there's still there's still no reason to hate him. Like I we talked when he first won the title, I talked about how JBL. He could be like the new version of JBL, even though he's a different ethnicity. But JBL made you hate him. Like he got he got simple he got heat for um doing something with Eddie Guerrero's family in Mexico. Yeah. He got heat for that. Mm-hmm. And then he got and then on top of that, he also got heat for beating your top guys and everybody. <laughs> like I remember I hated JBL growing up because he beat everybody. Yeah. It pissed me off. Because <laughs> he held it for almost title almost a year. And I was like, the Undertaker can't beat this guy. This he can't. This guy can't be JBL. It's like, come on. But Jinder Mahal, there's no reason to hate him. He just keeps saying, "I'm WWE champion," and that gets some booze. Yeah. We have other than that, but people that will get people to hate him. But to a person who's not against him being champion, or just a person that's looking for a heel, 
to have a reason to hate him other than being the champion, we don't have that. Yeah. You hear that, Mada Raha? You got to step up your heel game. Yeah, they're, I, I just don't think they're going to do it. I think that they want to keep him looking like, oh, he's not really a bad guy. These fans just hate him. I, th- I think that's the, the plan that they want to keep going with. Yeah, but they also give him a lot of the arrogance factor of it, too, so it's not... Yeah, but it just comes across... You can't do something halfway. You either do it or you don't. It just comes across like he just doesn't... Because that whole thing did not work when they were in the UK. When he cut that same promo in the UK, he was not getting booed the same way he was when he's in a city in the United States. I think that they're just trying to keep him looking as pure as possible for a certain audience... And it comes across a little weird on TV here. Uh, Money in the Bank ladder match we mentioned. These guys all kind of embroiled with each other. We had AJ getting another win. Well, getting getting, getting back win. his win yeah. against Ziggler. I thought it was a pretty quick and easy Didn't win even, for him. Yeah, it was kind of a short match. Um, could have been more. Uh, there was a commercial break in the middle. But from what we did see, it was a solid match Yeah, for a, t- for a TV yeah, I mean, it's a good match. These two guys obviously are going to put on a good match together. I was glad to see AJ get the win. We had Corbin annihilate Sami Zayn backstage and take his spot on commentary. I was so amazed. Like, now I'm going to take your spot on commentary. I was like, why? <laughs> yeah. And, oh, spot on commentary just opened up. But he was on commentary for the Nailed main event. It. Yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura against Kevin Owens. <sighs> what? I meant to mention this last week, uh-huh. how they dropped the fire cra- um um, the what is it? The fireworks noise on Doug yeah. entrance. I hate that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Greg Hamilton calls him the artist during his entrance, yeah, I was annoying. like, oh my god, this is just so bad. And they keep calling him the rock star. Yes. Like, there's no need for all that. Is this your new Demon King? No, it is. Yeah. It's your new. We haven't heard that, that yet. In that pe- we have. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> I mean, do we have to just hope for Nakamura get some kind of injury and be out and they forget about this rock star artist thing? I wouldn't wish that on anyone, but it's but. like that's the only thing that got saved Finn Balor from this Demon King moniker. Although, as soon as he comes out with that paint, they're going to be talking. They're gonna yeah, be it, it would call back. I mean, we got we got time to wait on that. But. Yeah, a- annoying on on both counts. But uh, Nakamura gets the win. I enjoyed the match. Um, Corbin takes out Nakamura to close the show, which is good to build the heat up for you know. Yeah, I don't know how either one of you felt. I thought for sure. The match was going to end with Corbin attacking Nakamura and then Sammy coming out and getting into it with Corbin. I was happy that it didn't go that way and that Corbin got to kind of stand tall to end the show. Yeah, I mean, I don't have to have Sammy come in, but uh, Sammy. Um, I don't have to have Sammy come in, like you said, um, but I would have thought that, you know, a straight-up Nakamura-Owens match, without all the hype and without the time, would have ended a little less clean than it did. Yeah. Alo, your thoughts on the main event? Oh, the match was fun. It was it was a really fun match. Corbin Santo, I thought that was a great touch because he's also involved this money. Yeah, money you got to build his believability to yeah, win. Yeah, because so. I have him winning that match still, by the way. And him taking out Sami Zayn that continues that, that, that continues their storyline. Yeah. So I do like I do like it, and I'm sure you'll get Baron Corbin and Shinsuke Nakamura next week on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you like how they're handling all these guys, though, leading into it? Yeah. I think it's good. I think that you're building stories within the match, which is good. I didn't like how AJ disposed of Dolph pretty quickly, though. See, I did. But I think that was just because it bothered me so much how it played (laughs) out last week. 
Um, but I, I understand your point. It's like if you're trying to build him as like a legitimate threat, he shouldn't get disposed of like he was just another guy. Yeah, and it should have be- been. And then he beat him the week before. That, yeah. that was my whole point of it. It should have been a harder fought win. Yeah. I get that, but I, I thought it was good to see AJ get a strong win. Because uh, it, it actually even bothered me when uh, when they said you know he got his win back, and it's like you're basically just saying to us like. 50-50 booking. Like, that is what 50-50 booking is. Is One guy gets a win one week, then the other yeah, guy gets yeah, his yeah. win back the next week. Just because he lost, it's... Yeah, I, that kind of annoyed me. That's a, that's a nitpick. Uh, women's division... A couple nitpicks. Yeah. The women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Shane, with all the contestants in the match, unveils the women's briefcase. Smaller than the men's briefcase. It's white. Uh, Ayla, what do you think of the briefcase design? Because I know you've been talking since they announced it. I don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah, I, I'm glad it was not, it was white. I'm glad it's smaller because that's they're putting everybody on equal level playing field. As long as it was, as long as it wasn't pink, I was fine. So yeah. it's small white. What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> Did you like the design, Joey? Yeah, I mean it's a briefcase. I liked. I, I thought it being white was a nice touch because their women's it, title belts are white. It looked clean. White. It looked clean. It was nice fit. Yes. Um... I, my favorite moment from this whole segment was when Shane was explaining the Money in the Bank ladder match to the women in the ring, and Ellsworth gets on the mic and said, we don't need you to mansplain it to us. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was awesome. Duh. It's great. We all know how the Money in the Bank ladder match works. Uh, Naomi comes out, says how much she wishes she was involved in this match. And then Lana makes her SmackDown Live debut. And to too much too many cheers, surprisingly. So Ronnie versus the world starts right now. <laughs> For anyone who complains about a guy like Roman Reigns just getting moved to the top too fast, or a guy like John Cena, what the hell has Lana done to get put in that spot? Just because she thinks she's attractive doesn't mean she she's, deserves she's to be put no. in that spot. She's not actually good in the ring from what I've seen. Now, I I know she's been working with NXT to get better in the ring, but she should start proving it on the TV show before they put her there. And the other wrestlers in the ring kind of mirrored your sentiment sentiment in 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 this segment here. Yes. Kind of laughed her off. So this this is my Ronnie versus the world. Naomi is your champion. (laughs) It's been a long time coming that they've been able to build her into a position where the fans take her seriously sometimes they've had her as a heel saying a lot of dumb stuff that's not her fault she has a cool entrance now she has kind of a gimmick that people are at least entertained by yeah it can pull off something you have her as the champion and now you put her in there with somebody who's supposed to be the heel who everybody's going to cheer for and now it undermines everything you've done for naomi now is this just a filler match though is this just something they put together because i think the main purpose of this ronnie versus the world is because lana's gonna win that is why. I don't because, think Ronnie's Well, even if she doesn't win. That's how you book it. She's going to win. Even if she doesn't win, you're sending your champion out there who's supposed to be a baby face. Who pe- people were booing Naomi when she was coming at line. Like, that's what she's supposed to do. That's what the baby face is supposed to do is say, you haven't deserved anything. What have you done? And people are booing her. So it's like, why put her in that position? How do you not know that that's going to happen? So I think either way they go with this, it's a bad decision. If she does win, I'm going to be really pissed. And anyone cheering in that crowd, you've undermined any case you make for complaining about anyone else being a champion. 
So, anyway, uh, anybody in particular? Uh, well, Goldberg for one. Uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns for another. John Cena for another. Like Lana has done less to earn that than any one of these people that you complain about. So if you cheer for Lana, I don't really want to hear you complain about anybody else. That was Ronnie versus the world for this week. Yeah, because right when right when they came, right when she came out, I was like, okay, it's not gonna be the money big lab match. She's not somehow facing Naomi at the pay per view, and Naomi is already undermining her. I was like, after that, after the backstage thing with Shane, I was like, this means Lana's gonna win the title because that's how you book this. You can't just debut a superstar who's never had a match and have them lose because it, it, it kills all the credibility already. Yeah, it's like, why did you even bother doing? Yeah, it? that that's how I feel is that she's going to win, but even if she doesn't. You're still putting Naomi in a really bad position when she has not really. It's not like she's solidified herself as the top woman in that company. So I feel like they should be doing more to build her up than to just try to wash the whole thing out. Yeah, I'm curious if the women's title match will be before the women's money in the bank ladder match because I'm really interested to see how they're going to do the cash in. Because I think they will have to do something that never been kind of done, but they kind of almost done everything. Cash in wise, like I know Kane cashed in the same night before, and Dean Ambrose mm-hmm. was there last year too. So I'm really interested to see when the cash in does occur, how they're going to do. So I would, I would, since they're women, I would think they do it a different way that hasn't been done by the men. Yeah, I don't know what they could do, but who, yeah. who do you guys? Who are you guys leaning towards right now as the winner of the women's Money in the Bank match? Well, I wanted Carmella to face Naomi at, at um, Money in the Bank for the title. Mm-hmm. But I just want the shot of Ellsworth climbing the ladder trying to get the briefcase for Carmella. Yeah. But I'm going with, My picks are Charlotte and a dark, dark horse is Natty. Okay. Joey? I'm going Charlotte. So you think they give it to Charlotte and Charlotte cashes in? Charlotte or Tamina. <laughs> <laughs> Tamina Snooker. Just kidding. Yeah, I'm, I'm really pulling for Carmella. <laughs> I really... Because I think... Like I told you before, one of the things I've been waiting for is Carmella to be the women's champion, Ellsworth walking out holding the belt. I would love to see him walking out with her holding that briefcase all the time. Um, I think, and part of what's fun about the money in the bank, especially when a heel has it, is how annoying they are with it. Mm-hmm. And I think nobody in that match <laughs> would be more annoying than Carmelsworth with that briefcase. Duh! <laughs> so that's the way I'm leaning. Did you see the picture, the tweet he posted with... Um... Tamina touching him in the friend zone or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Do either one of you ever watch Up, Up, Down, Down, by the way? I, I watch, it depends on the game. Okay, so did you see the Madden tournament final between no. AJ and Seth? So there's a point uh, where AJ is really putting it on AJ. Or Seth is really putting it on AJ. It's not even a close game. And uh, you can tell somebody's walking up from the other side of the camera and I forget if it's Mikazi or Woods. It's like, oh, here comes your good luck charm to AJ. And he looks up and he goes, that is not a good luck charm. And the camera pans over and it's Ellsworth. It was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was hysterical. I thought it was perfect. And Ellsworth had a really great comment. I don't. I wish I could remember what it was. If you haven't seen that episode of Up, Up, Down, Down, it's, it's 36 minutes long. If you don't want to watch the whole thing, just click forward until you get to the part where you see James Ellsworth, because he did say something that was really funny. Um, women's division on SmackDown, though, is it fair to say it's in a much healthier position than Raw? Oh, yeah, for sure. Not by much. 
I think I think it's significantly better because now it's now you got Charlotte being a face, her and Becky are best friends again. They're sipping that's, that's tea. That's fixable. I mean, it's not like Charlotte's done anything that's like, oh, she's definitely a face. She's she's teamed oh, with them. Face. She, I mean, she's teamed with them. Charlotte can go either way. Either she hasn't real said, quick. I she's think. hardly spoken words since she came to SmackDown. I'm like, come on. She's still got the arrogance and. All that, all that fun loving, but I mean, you also got this this first ever Money in the Bank women's match, which is kind of epic. It, it it gives you something more. I mean, it, I'm I don't think Lana wins. You you disagree? That's fine. Um, but what if, if it wasn't fine? What if that was like a real breaking point for the two of you? That he, <laughs> then, you know, Lana's gonna then, win. And you then didn't. we just go to blows. They find out why you call me Mister Sexy. <laughs> this pretty face is, is more than more than just. More, more than, than just, just a pretty that. face? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say that because it's kind of redundant. But more than just a pretty face. It's like, uh, oh, allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> yes. Uh, from Austin Powers. Very, you know? very I've just dated myself almost as bad as WWE has dated itself. But, uh... Well, Austin Powers. Yeah. So but either way, I think it's a, it's a cleaner picture than what we have at Raw right now. Yeah. Like we that's we have no be... idea what's going to be the next step in the... And, yeah, and, and at the picture. very least, that's going to be a big match. Yeah. It's going to be a big deal she, when somebody wins that brief. I think it'll be a good match, too. Damn it, you are handsome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the powers? <sighs> I love that movie. Yeah, Tag Division. We had another another episode of The Fashion Files. <laughs> Dumb yes. on Arrival. I love that they're titling these things. Uh, the cork board was incredible this week. <laughs> yes. It was a picture of Humphrey Bogart, and it said, here's looking at you, kid man, and it was a picture of Billy Kidman with the white beater on. <laughs> they had a repeat offender picture with a bunch of different pictures of Michael P. Michael P. S. Hayes. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what else was on there, but it was all so good. They had a picture of Enzo on there, and it said underneath, out of our jurisdiction. <laughs> I thought that the corkboard was the best it's been this week, or it's at least the most I've noticed that was on it. I, I enjoyed the uh, self-thoughts. Oh, there's always a lot stuff. on it, too. There's oh, yeah. always a lot on it. On the there's board. always a lot. Yeah, I was looking in the background. There's always stuff. I mean, uh, Fandango wearing the tie without a shirt and he kept adjusting it was awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I took the uh, cologne to the boys in the lab and then I realized there were... It's that cologne's cologne. There were no boys and no lab. So I tasted the cologne for fingerprints. Like, I, those little... I tasted the uh, cologne yeah, for fingerprints. Yeah, there's little, 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 little uh, jabs or yeah, how jokes. Dumb they, how dumb they really are. Enjoyed it. The New Day comes in to put them on a new case. And I love them in there subliminally saying yeah, new case the rock. Self, the self thoughts. Biggie, if that's your real initial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that even if they're not getting matches, even if they're not in the title picture, they're at least letting relevant. them do these segments every yeah, week. Yeah, they're at least relevant. they really are entertaining. <laughs> I, I love when they ask for, um, do we have any dirt on the Usos, how to beat them? <laughs> <laughs> they, gave, they each gave them a box. Yeah. This is, they did one his age. <laughs> Ish. Bless you. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that they did this. I hope that they continue. I hope they continue to be good. Clearly, both of these guys can deliver good material. It's just a matter of having good material to deliver. Everything. Oh, another thing. I'm so glad that they involve a male romper. Oh, yeah, the romper. Because, because that's been a thing mm-hmm. in the world of fashion the last three weeks. Oh, geez. They have male rompers. Yeah, yeah I see. It's there's, a big controversy. There's, male, there's also male lace out there now, too, which <laughs> yeah. is... I'm not touching that with the... We're not those kind of cops. <laughs> We're fashion police. I will not wear that romper. <laughs> Tyler Breeze comes over wearing it. Wearing it already. Super excited about yeah. it. That's why I popped for it so hard. Like, God, they, they are perfect. Yeah, it's a really good segment. It's a lot of fun. It makes me laugh. 
it lets those two guys shine. And when you show personality and when you get people behind you, it not always, but it, it gives you a much better chance of them letting you do something. For sure. Significant. Yeah, yeah, because you start get building up a lot of like fan base and it just it works out for you. Yeah, and really they almost don't even need to have matches if they're going to do these every week. They could kind of be a big part of the tag the tag team division without even having matches. Yeah. Taking cases. Yeah, like, I, I love it. Um, New Day gets the win over the Colognes. The Usos cut a promo on the New Day after the match. Still holding on to uh, alternating saying the Usos, uh, which I, I don't like. I think they need to drop that, but I do really enjoy the heel Usos. I do. Most interesting they've ever been, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, they have some elements where I'm like, uh, but I mean, ultimately, I, I like them better heels it, it, more so than I ever did when they were face, when they were face painted and losing a lot. Yeah. Halo? <laughs> I, I, I love when you said, look up, up, look down, down. Halo! <laughs> his, his jeans, shoes. Yeah, about his chic boots. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Uh, Biggie, is that your initial or is that your bra size? Biggie's like, no. Yeah, I he wasn't having it. Forget what they said to Kofi. I forgot to. It was, had to maybe it had something to do with his pigtails. I don't really remember. Um, but that was like kind of everything on SmackDown. It was pretty uneventful. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the show. It's not like I didn't enjoy watching it, but there just wasn't but a yeah, lot But yeah, it didn't happen. feel like a lot happened. It didn't no. feel like there was a lot. I mean, I guess they're just pushing towards the kind of the two main Money in the Bank matches, and it wasn't much. Yeah, one to ten, one being the lowest, ten being the highest. How much are you looking forward to Money in the Bank one week from Sunday? About an eight, because yeah. I think yeah, the tag team match. I think I'll be. I think that'll be fun. The whole Lana Naomi thing. That, that's some interesting because I think Lana's gonna win because I. It's almost clear she's gonna win. And the women's in the Money in the Bank ladder match. I'm. I want to know what it's. What, I'm interested to see what that's gonna look like because I'm sure they'll lower the briefcase a little bit for uh-huh. them. And if, if, if there are any spots, I don't think there'll be spots, but how far they're going to go in some yeah. of those spots and how they execute them, I'm, I'm interested to see Does that. Charlotte do a moonsault off the top of a ladder? Yes, for sure. <laughs> yes, it's it's coming. Will, will the ladder break is the question. Yeah. I'm interested in that. Randy Gender, I don't really care because the title's not important. I'll, another thing I, I missed in my discussion, we always say, people always say, oh, this guy should be world champion, this guy should be world champion. Unless you're John Cena, Roman Reigns are the most important guy on the roster, being world champion doesn't mean anything nowadays. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to Money in the Bank. I'll give it an 8 out of 10 just because a lot of, a lot of the things are new in the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Even the, the men's Money in the Bank, Money in the Bank ladder match, I'm really intrigued because SmackDown has been branded the, label, the land of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And most of these guys haven't really had their forties. Guys that really haven't haven't had this shot. So I'm interested to see where they go. Yeah, Joey, one to ten. I'm gonna price is right you eight point one. <laughs> Come on down. So you're more interested. Yeah, I'm I'm a fraction more interested than he is. So what do you think caused the difference in your slight increase, slightly increased level of interest over Halos? Well, I mean, what is piquing your interest? What's piquing my interest? I know we had the same kind of interest in the two big Money in the Bank mm-hmm. matches, but I think maybe I'm. A fractional point more interested in the Jinder Mahal Randy Orton match because you want to see Randy win it back, or because I I think um, we'll get a little more than what we expected with what we've seen so far in this match. So you just think it's going to be a better match than people are? Giving it's going to be a good filler. Who do you think is the champion when that show goes off the air? 
That all depends on who I think is going to win the Money in the Bank match. Uh, I'd probably say Jinder retains. Okay. Jinder. Um, I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm going to go with an 8.05. Woo! Uh, right in the middle of both of you. I am interested to see it. I think that the money, in the, the men's Money in the Bank ladder match is going to be really good. Be obviously, terrific. ton of talent in it. I'm very curious to see the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. We've never seen one before. I think these women deserve it. I'm curious how much they're going to push. I'm, I think they're probably going to go all out. Oh, for sure. Like they definitely, they're going to want to steal the show. You got Becky and Charlotte in there for sure. You'll see some some interesting stuff. Yeah, uh, I. I'm really hoping Jinder retains just for the, the those who are really upset about Jinder being the champion to continue to be upset about it. Damn you. And I think it will help whoever wins the title off him eventually. Oh, yeah. So I just think that it's going to be a very good show. I don't know what else is going to get announced, if anything. I believe there's five matches on the card right now. There's probably the, something. It all depends. Yeah, there's the two... The men's and women's championship matches. There's the the men's and women's ladder match. There's the tag team match, and is that it? I believe so. Yeah, so just five so far. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a, a fun show. Um, do we have any listener questions or any other thoughts on SmackDown? I'm good. Solid, like a rock. <laughs> All right. Got a question from the Godfather of the podcast, Joe Lafferty. Thank you, Joe Lafferty. Godfather. He asks, well, he says, I enjoyed the pay-per-view. I hated, I did not like Raw. Very excited for Joe and Lesnar. I believe it's filler, though. Balor and Reigns will wrestle to be no more contender. Strowman will cause Reigns the match. Brock and Lesnar are SummerSlam. Why is gender in the mid-card? Why was he booked to bump for Mojo? Yeah, I don't really have an answer to that. That's just what WWE does. <laughs> Anybody who saw Seth Rollins' championship run knows that they really don't care how their champion looks on TV. No. <laughs> I mean, I, he still won. It's not like he, he was getting dominated by Mojo a lot. Yeah, it's just that it was like in the kind of in the middle of the show, which yeah. was kind of weird to me. Well, that's the way this title has been. I mean, the one title for all is not even on TV, and this title has been the secondary story to, again, the five, maybe six guys that, that we're seeing week in and week out. Yeah, and I know the type of fan that Joe Laugh is. He wants the titles to be placed prominently, and I know that this really bothers him that they're afterthoughts. Like the fact that Alo said earlier in the show, the United States Championship is the most important title on SmackDown. I know that that will really drive Joe Laugh crazy when he's, he hears he's it, going especially little, because it's He's going a little mad right now. He's got yeah. a little itch. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else? Yes. We got a question from the returning babyface Ronald. Okay. Thank you, Ronald. What are your thoughts on Lana's recent booking and its impact on the women's revolution? I think it's stupid booking. <laughs> I don't think the way they introduced her into the title picture like that is relevant. I mean, it's, it's not a smart move, and I don't think... I don't know. I don't know what to say outside of that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, anyone who's listening to the show about 10 or 11 minutes ago knows that I'm not a fan of what they've done. When you took on the world? Yes. <laughs> that one? I think that, yeah, I don't think that this is, is good booking. I I don't want to say it undermines uh, the progress in the women's division because that would be a little too dramatic, but I definitely don't think it helps it, and I think it hurts it. I mean, yeah, you... to me, that's going back to... 
oh, people think she's hot, so let's just put the title on her, which is not... It was not the direction that they've been it's going. That's what you're trying to move away from. Yeah. And, then, I mean, usually when you have people like this who are trying to move up into a more wrestle, prominent wrestler, they, they haven't wrestled squash matches to build them up, not just throw them right in the title. Yeah, exactly. Alo? I agree with you with what you said about the women's revolution came so far. And they're kind of like going back. Like I said, we haven't see, really seen Lana in action. We know she's worked in NXT. Mm-hmm. But we haven't actually seen her in the ring since um, WrestleMania 32, mm-hmm. 32 last year. So I do like what you said, how that goes back to, oh, she's hot. Mm-hmm. We'll give her we'll give, we'll give, we'll give, we'll give a title. And you, as of now, to me, she's the favorite. I know to you, too, because that's just how you how wrestling works. Mm-hmm. Joey doesn't agree. If it happens... I that, hope he's right. Yeah, I, I hope this I, is I, Zack Ryder all over again. Damn. <laughs> yeah, so we know where Joey's standing. We know he doesn't, he doesn't think it's going to happen, but that's, just, but that's just how you book wrestling. Even if she does win, as I, I, I talked about earlier a few minutes ago, if... I wonder if the women's money in the bank match is going to be first before the women's title match, because you can maybe get a cash in right, yeah. in, right in after Lana wins. But he did it last year with the world title, so I'm not 100 percent sure how they would. Well, I mean, this is WWE, and we know how you're supposed to book something, and how they book something isn't mm-hmm. always the same. Yeah. Uh, my last thought that I want to give on Lana is I want to be very clear that I am not anti Lana. I do believe that she has been putting in a lot of effort to get better in the ring. I think working with NXT the way that she has is commendable. I think that's what you're supposed to do. So this is not really a reflection on her or the work she's put in. It's just that they haven't even given her a chance to go on the actual show and be a part of it yet. So that's the sense where I say I just don't think that this is warranted. But it's not really a slight at her because I I do commend the work that she has been putting in. Uh, that was it for questions. Yep, that's it for tonight. Uh, so we are now going to make the announcement for the June edition of Throwback Madness. Throw one back. It is CK and Joe's choice this month. Joseph, what show did you choose for us to, to throw back to? Well, I threw it back to 2001, King of the Ring. King of the Ring 2001. Alo. It's a very good card. Yeah, how do you feel about this one, Alo? You think you know me? <laughs> I, I think I do. <laughs> I think this is the most universal excitement we've had on this show for a throwback madness in a long time. Yes, because a lot of shows I picked, you guys will remember, but they're all excellent shows. <laughs> Joey has a reputation for picking the horrible shows. <laughs> Off the one I picked, yeah. They've been all bad. Real, real bad track record there. But this one is a yes. great choice. Yes. Very much looking forward to it. Yeah, I even started watching it. It was a couple of things I forgot to happen. <laughs> and this was one of the tapes that was in rotation the most. Yeah. For me. King of the Ring 2001. Be on the lookout for that. Sometime, I guess, in the next 10 days. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be out. My guess is not Monday the 12th, but probably Monday the 19th. It will be available. I'll get you a case of Slammers to watch the rest yeah. of the paper. <laughs> Oh, a fun fact about uh-huh. that show. The night after Raw, that was my first wrestling show. Really? Yes. Wow. Was it in Philadelphia? Madison Square Garden. So you see, that's one of my like bucket list things. I need to see a WWE show at Madison Square Still. Garden. I never well, have. They only, they, only, they only run a lot of events there now. Yeah, which I, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I just want to see WWE in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that was my first live show. The wow. night after King of the Ring. Get her done. Yeah, it's a pretty good show to go to, I guess. 
I rewatched it because I was looking for, looking for myself in the crowd. <laughs> Any luck? No. <laughs> so you, your dad has ambitions to have a, a villa in Italy, and you have ambitions to see a, a show in Madison Square Garden. We all have our different goals in life. We do. Uh, yeah, we do. Mine, mine. Uh, I guess more attainable. I don't know. <laughs> but yes, very not similar goals. Our goal, mine and my father's goals all too dissimilar. <laughs> Let's go get so, it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. It's rare that I don't know what to say on this show, and now I don't. Uh, anything anyone else wants to add in the world of wrestling before we head out? That's it for tonight. Joseph, anything? Solid. All right. So that is the show. Uh, for Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, see Kane Joe Rodermill. Love you. For the voice that runs the place, the European champion, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.